What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of You Won't with Frank and Mike. Uh, we are here on Tuesday, February 9th, a few days after Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, yeah, a, a pretty terrible game. Um, but yeah, I welcome in my my buddy, my co-host, Mike. What's up, man? You got a little uh, strange look on your face this morning. Not strange, just just a beaten broken down individual frank it was why is that yeah you know no money mike is back Uh, mo money mike's gonna be retired for a little bit that was a uh you know enough with the stupid office puns of you know more like the super bore instead of the super bowl and like it was such a boring brutal game um take away the whole investment or you know being tied to the Chiefs actually winning, even people who didn't gamble, I would think, found that game extremely boring and uneventful. It was hyped up to be one of the best Super Bowls we've had of Brady and Mahomes and didn't come close to living up to the hype. Um, you know, Brady completed his slants, his screens, uh, you know, tight end screen to Gronk, broke it for 20 yards for a touchdown. So, you know, the GOAT is back. I think he averaged maybe a total of three yards in the air, but we'll discuss that later. Um, I'm not getting on Brady. The guy's an animal and beast. Congratulations on number seven, taking himself to another level, but just, I don't know, Frank, I'm old. My let's body talk, is, is hurting. I want to, let's, you mentioned it. And I think this is where we should start. Um, and I, we were going to start another way, but since you brought it up, Mo Money Mike, um, yeah, I think it's time to to put a pause to do a little thirty second timeout from from Mo Money Mike. You know, I don't know how you're feeling this, and I know I know you gamble more than just what we do on this show, um, so I don't know how you're netting out. However, I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned, Mike. <laughs> no need to be concerned. But um, one in sixteen in in a game after one in ten uh, a little while ago. The numbers are getting bad. It's getting bad or we're trending in the wrong direction. So you're right. I I think fuck the 30 second timeout. We're going full. full full All right. We're taking the full 60 regroup. Something's broken in the process. I don't know if it's the prep. I don't know if it's, it's just a lack of ability to break down a game and feel confident in how it's going to turn out. I don't know, but that's the problem. I can't. That's where you take a step back. And evaluate, and we can't continue to put our listeners, the most important people, in a in a spot where they're losing money week after week. I'm sorry, Mike, and and we're just gonna. I think we're gonna take a few few episodes to let it rest. We're gonna we're gonna get back on the horse at some point, but I think for the time being, we we sit this out, and and you know it's okay. Yeah, we we've heard the noise. People have weighed in. <laughs> you've taken the slings and arrows and, and you know, that's when you're a public figure, that's what you have to do. So um, I don't feel bad for you. I feel bad for your wife more than anybody. However, (laughs) (laughs) get in line. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's time to take a TO and, and that being said, I I know you and I were, we were going to start the show with um, talking about, Tom Brady and and how amazing he is at the age of 43. And I, I'm depressed because at the age of 31, I am hurting. I wake up in the morning with back pain. I wake this, I did yoga yesterday because I thought I would stretch it out, Mikey, you know, try to get some flexibility. 
I want that for my golf game. I want that for my life, to be honest. I just want to be yep. a more flexible human. I did yoga and my hamstrings are on fire today. I can't move. Like, I don't, he, that's why, how unbelievable Brady is at 43 doing all this stuff. But Mike, what do we do to, to get, cause I'm not in terrible shape. You know, I'm not, no. I admit, I'm not in the best shape, but I'm not in terrible shape. And I'm Frankie fit over there. You are in some good shape, Frankie fit. Um, you know, we got, uh, not as much over here with Mikey. So I'm with you. I, okay. I'm with you. I think it's been something I wanted to focus on strictly for the golf game and, yeah. and, you know, a future of running around, maybe chasing some kitties and keeping up with them. Can't be the deadbeat dad. You know, <laughs> nobody wants that. No. So I'm with you trying to just get flexible yoga did once. Thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. That. It's so it's, hard. Uh, so hard. So I have a lot of respect for the people that do do it. I used to think it was a little bit of a, a joke and a little phase of, okay, yeah, let's just buy some mats, sit around, meditate, feel good about ourselves. Yeah. But it, it does work. I, I couldn't tell you because I can't do it. But I hear that it, it's uh, pretty effective. You know, my trainings are going okay, I, but it's pathetic. I, I do some workouts. I don't get as sore anymore. Throw me back out on the golf course. I had a walk because it rained. It was a little cart path only. <laughs> like you said, the hammies, the calves, the lower back, it's just barking at you. And, and you can't move. You don't know how to get better with it. And I'm only getting older. I'm 31. Yeah, the fact th that I've lost control this quick is the concerning part. Yeah, and the things that I'm starting to worry about. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's time the shoes, right? Like I, like, I mean, I don't wear a lot of shoes with, with laces anymore just because of that. I don't feel like bending over to time and I'm going to go to the chiropractor. I'm going to get it straightened out. That's the goal, but also like wiping your ass. Like there are times where I'm like, what is going on here? I can't even get back there. So it's, it's a struggle right now. I'm like, and the, you know, the worst part about it, or I guess the, um, almost confirmation that I'm getting old and, and that people are, are noticing it around me is my kids who are not even two years old. They make the noise of uh, when they get up because they hear the dad do it every time he gets off the couch or every time he gets out of the seat. And that's concerning for me. Now it's funny. I, I laugh at it, but I'm 31. I'm not 51. So something needs to change here. And I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Cause I, I, I feel like I take care of myself. I do the right things, but I, I got to start. I think the yoga is going to help. I'm going to start going to the chiropractor again. Um, have you ever been to the chiropractor? Uh, once when I really, I screwed up some discs in my lower back when some idiot at the beach, I was laying on my stomach, thought he was hilarious jumped in freaking dropped the people's elbow on my lower back <laughs> trying to you know impress some girls in high school thought he was hilarious shatters my lower back and herniates a few discs so you know thanks a lot for that one matt hunsucker um just name dropped him you know rolling back on that uh it was brutal so no i was the only I time, time i went Dude, i'm yeah. a big I, I chiropractor like i have through my health insurance i can go there for free so I'm like, I'm all about it just because why not? Like, why not try to go get a little bit of uh, maintenance done? You know, a little maintenance. What What do you get done at the chiropractor? Is it just like, do they just crack the back or what happens? Yeah, so uh, they do a little um, um, like electric therapy or whatever where they put those things on you and like, it's like a, a like a, you probably don't even know what this is, right? 
It's like electricity. No, that but goes. you're describing it great. Keep going. I got a perfect <laughs> image. Really hard. They put these like little, um, like, um, like almost like band-aid things on your back in certain areas, but it's connected to like, it's called electric therapy, I think. And there's like electricity, like that stimulates your muscles. So it makes them like, like uh, kind of compress and stuff. And it's supposed to like loosen you up and stuff. So they do that to start. Um, look it up. It's oh, called, so they, they look, they look like the guys who are uh, making video games when they, uh, you know, they wear those suits with like the tennis balls yeah, all over them. Exactly. Electric and tracking That's... their body movement. Similar in terms of the look of it, I wouldn't say it's the exact same thing, but yes, that sort of like thing. Same functions. I got it now. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of cracking, um, a lot of like massaging and stuff. It feels good, honestly. So like, that's why I go because it just feels great. Right. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, that's what that's what I'm working on. So uh, it's a it's a it's a process, Mike. We go through process. And we have to, we just have to get better. We do. But, we uh, do. Well, but so you know what, good. Frank? Life is good. I was going to say, as depressing <laughs> and upsetting all this is, you know, at the end of the day, life is good. Who yes. has it better than us? The bodies are crumbling. The bank account is in turmoil and going to the toilet after uh, they listen to a little more money, Mike. But besides that, life is good, Frankie. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't complain. Well, let's get back to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, as, as you mentioned, it was a pretty boring game, especially for the, I think, the outlook and the expectations of that game. Um, I don't know. My biggest my biggest takeaway, I think, like anybody else, is um, the defense dominated. You can't do everything with big plays, and Mahomes looked um, very subpar without an offensive line in front of him. Um, not saying anything that's that's. I'm going to disagree obvious. with you there, actually. Go ahead. And not to cut you off, I didn't think Mahomes played subpar or played bad. That guy made some insane, ridiculous throws while he was running for his life that drilled who Tyreek Hill in the face mask, Travis Kelsey, stone hands all of a sudden, dropping passes for the first down, Damian Williams, another shot to the face mask. So Mahomes, I thought, played out of his mind, and he got let down by a supporting cast that couldn't give two shits about being in the Super Bowl. It's almost like they were like, we won last year. Who gives a fuck about this? And Mahomes was the only one actually trying to, you know, do something for his legacy. And he was left out there alone. And it was awful to watch. I wish, honestly, there would have been some more stories around how beat up that Chiefs offensive line was. Because I didn't factor that in as much as I should. You watch that. Both tackles got fucking abused all night. You almost felt sorry for them. But then you realize you don't. Because they're in the fucking NFL. And just do your damn job. Which they didn't. So it was pathetic performance on the O-line. Todd Bowles is getting blown all over, which he <laughs> deserves. I get it. It's so frustrating as a Jets fan because you watch it. We had that guy in the building. We had him in the building to lead a team, to make a defense look like that. And I guess, you know what? You know, the Jets, they weren't good under him. Defense, you know, was competitive enough. It's always been the offense that's been an absolute train wreck with that franchise, it seems. But the fact that we had him and now everybody's like, he's the hottest coaching candidate out there. You need him on your staff. You need him. When we had him, sent him out the building for Adam Gase. It's just, you're watching it and you're ready to pull your hair out. I maybe added to why yeah. I was so <sighs> miserable watching it. 
Uh, for sure. And I think you're that that's that's your your uh jet negativity coming through. Listen, I think Bulls obviously had a very good game and people are gonna blow him, but I think if you put him back in a head coaching role, he's probably gonna do the same thing. He'll make a defense good, he won't be able to do do anything on the offensive end. Um, but back quickly back to your point on Mahomes. I, I'll agree with you that that he did make some outstanding plays. I guess the, what I what I mean is that the defense made him look subpar just because he couldn't do the things that he normally does. Now he did make some plays and there were some humongous drop passes, um, but it just felt like he, he never got into a groove, and that's partially because his team, you know, his uh, receivers and, and Kelsey did not help him. But um, it was the first time I think I've seen Mahomes in a spot where he didn't look like he had any control over the game. You know what I mean? It, it seems like every other game yeah. he's um, – even if he doesn't have it for a quarter or two, he turns it on. Um, they just didn't get the big play, man. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They didn't get a big play once, and um, they went away from the running game. I thought, yeah, your boy who you, you – who you, uh, yeah called out as possibly an MVP candidate. If they wrote him man, you know, uh, CEH, like they, I don't know, maybe it would have been closer. I don't know. Maybe not, but like he played well, he was the only one who actually played well. I thought so too. The long, the running lanes were there. I mean, I, I don't understand Andy Reed, I guess, you know, maybe a little preoccupied with uh, his scumbag son that I can't believe is even fucking employed by an NFL team. When you go through his rap sheet and the shit he has done in the past, um, you know, fifth chances. I don't give a shit who your dad is. You don't deserve that one. Yeah. So not to dig in on his God awful past of DUIs and drug abuse and, uh, more sense, you know, drug abuse, whatever, but then operating a vehicle after the drug use, stop fucking well, putting other people's lives at risk. And now you put a five-year-old girl in critical condition because you're pure scum. So yeah. maybe that's why the dad was a little distracted and they had no game plan going into this game. Uh, that's what it looked like. Cause I agree. Mahomes was never in control at one point because he never could be. He was yeah. running around with his head cut off back there, just trying to, you know, save any sort of um, – yeah, I'm struggling right here, but we'll cut that part. Just to, uh, you know, save any face or try to get anything going for the team. It was brutal. So, felt bad, not really, um, but <laughs> I can't believe the freaking – yeah, dude, Brady, Brady in the box. Brady hoisted number seven. Of course, he's going to be back. Um, him and Gronk. But what really drove me nuts? Yeah. All right. Bring it. You want to be happy for him. You're like, all right, Brady won his seventh. You, you start looking online. I'm in a lot of group chats with Pats fans. These fuckers start acting like they won the Super Bowl. And it, it, and it, it blew my mind. Because how you could sit there and watch this game and be like, yay, Tom, yay, Rob, go lead the Buccaneers to a Super Bowl while we sit here and miss the playoffs. We have no future in the quarterback position. We have a lot to figure out because we got obnoxious and felt the Patriot way was all Belichick in the organization. So you watch the greatest quarterback of all time leave. And not only did he leave, he took a team to the Super Bowl and won it while you're watching from the sidelines, yet Pat fans are sitting here happy and they're ecstatic and, and pumped for their boy Tommy and their boy Rob to lead another organization. So that part blew my mind. I understand that he has given them the amount of joy that I can never relate to or experience with the teams I root for, but it was absurd to me yeah. to act like you won the Super Bowl watching your boy, your player, setting up another parade in Tampa Bay in another city while the Pats don't really have much of a future. 
Yeah, I will. And, and unfortunately for the uh, podcast, we agree on this. Um, what I don't understand by it is I'm, I think it's okay to root for Brady if you're a Pats fan. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that sentiment. I'm okay with that. However, I'm not okay with it when, like you said, your team is in a place that that you are and they keep i've heard pat numerous pats and pats fans say this that they're in rebuilding mode that they're 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 in a spot that is not ready to win a championship that is just not true if tom brady's on the team so you're happy with brady leaving and going to another team and winning a super bowl when that could have been you right it's it's not like brady is done and left because i kept uh, you know again uh, People, friends of ours, who we've had this debate with already through group texts, are trying to compare it or, or try to make a, a, a argument like if Eli Manning left the Giants. So my, my defense to that is, A, Eli never left the Giants, so it's hard to even say, right? But if Eli left in, you know, last year and went to Jacksonville or wherever and won a Super Bowl, I would be happy for him because the Giants – weren't in a position or didn't want to bring him back. It wasn't a like, oh, we need to bring him back. He's towards the end of his career. He's done pretty much. And then goes on and has a, has a great, you know, or wins a Super Bowl in Jacksonville, which would never happen. Let's be honest. If he left after 2011 winning the Super Bowl, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed in right. the prime of his career if he left. And I kept saying prime peak of his career in a lot of our group chats and people kept saying, how is he? Dude, he's 43 through 40 touchdowns this year through 12 picks and had a rating over a hundred. Maybe he's not in the peak of his career, but he's still a top five quarterback in this league and is still playing at the highest of level. And he could have done that on the Patriots and they could have been in the Super Bowl again. They're coming off a 12 and four year. That's it, what I was about to not, say. Not and a five and 11. That up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it, yep, they were 12 and four last year. And then you hear the argument for Pats fans. We were, were so many pieces away. We weren't one piece away. Um, uh, what am I missing here? Because when Brady was there and you still had those awful receivers, you still went 12 and four and you gave yourself a chance to go win a Super Bowl. The Bucs last year, Frank, remind me, weren't they seven and nine? Seven and nine, yep. With this, with this genius coaching staff. I, I would love to see what the Bucs defense was last year with balls running it at seven and nine. But forget that. You bring in Brady now to a team that was seven and nine. And then they go on and win the Super Bowl. So to act like Brady isn't that one piece is absurd. Yeah. And you fill in the rest of the roster around him. You don't have to go through a rebuild. Okay, go get a receiver. You tried with Sanu for a second. Didn't work. You keep moving on and building around him. And you keep him until he is truly ready to go into a wheelchair and say, I'm done. Wheel me off the field. I can't play anymore. He's earned that ability and respect in New England, which blows my mind that they let him go to another team and take that team to the Super Bowl, and their fans are celebrating it. It is wild to me. Um, but, hey, I, I, I guess apparently – I think it's an arrogance of that – and I can relate to this a little bit being a Yankees fan that you're so – that we've won so much. So it's okay if we don't win this year. And that's a, that's an arrogance that a lot of people can't really understand. Um, so, never will. right. <laughs> but it's like, okay, we've won so much. We've been there so much that, you know what, this year we don't need to do that. So we'll just root for Brady because you know what, we're fine over here. We've done a lot and we'll be back at some point. Here's the thing. You don't know if you'll be back now. 
you like you yeah historically it looks like the patriots know what they're doing but you've done that with one person the entire time do they I was gonna say, I mean, you know, what's pre, the pre Patriots history prior pre to Brady, Brady getting there? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's what three. I mean. This whole Patriots way and the organization, your organization was Tom fucking Brady, and you let him walk out the door. I would love to know how many Super Bowls did the Pats have prior to Brady getting there? Zero. Zero. Okay. Now Brady has more Super Bowls than your the Pats organization. How you let him go and didn't say, Tom, you're not taking another team to the Super Bowl. You're going to continue to do this for New England. Here's what you want. Here's the money you want. Keep doing what you're doing. You are our organization. That's right. And the fact and that they got so full of themselves when reality check prior to Brady, who you hit on a fucking miracle in the six-round pick. So, again, this whole the Patriots organization and Kraft and the Brainiacs operating it, Reality check, you're not operating shit. You got lucky with the greatest of all time in the sixth round, and you let him walk and take the Bucks to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Pats fans, what, blows my mind how you're sitting here happy. And look what happened when you tried to replace him with a guy that, that, um, that in theory could win games. Like Cam Newton, like I think a lot of people still had some confidence in him. You brought in a guy who was a former MVP, and he couldn't win shit, man. He couldn't win shit. But you had a guy who – in Tom Brady, who went 12 and four last year with that same. Now I know a lot of people sat out this year for the Patriots. And, and uh, if you want to make that argument, a lot of defensive players and whatever, you know what? They probably wouldn't have sat out if Tom Brady was playing. <laughs> I mean, no they, 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 they know, know they have a chance to go yeah. win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it just proves that the quarterback's the most important position in the game over and over again. And that Tom Brady, yes, someone like him can make that difference. And, it, and it's just so clear as day. And, and the fact that they don't understand that you may not make it back now. You may never make it back. So I'm happy that you got your six championships. You've been to the Super Bowl nine times or whatever. But you better, you better savor those because Brady's gone. He's not coming back. You may never get a quarterback. You, I mean, you may strike out on quarterbacks for the next 20 years, just like a lot of organizations have. So good luck. Yep. Good luck cheering for Brady when he's playing for another team. I was just about team. to say, but yay, Brady and Gronk in Tampa Bay. Good yeah. job, boys. We're exactly. so happy for you. And Wild. again, it's, it's not even. It's you can root for Brady. Like I, I'm okay with that. But the fact that you're you're like celebrating his success over like to a point that's like almost disgusting. That like you're rooting for a team so hard because Brady's there when in fact he left you. He chose to right. leave Boston. Because he, because he didn't, because he wanted to go do something different, and you let him leave. You let him do that. Well, I think it's more because he got disrespected by the organization, right, and right. he's like, "You fucked hearts. I, I am your organization, right. and the fact that I even have to have these goddamn conversations. Watch what happens, okay?" And then all you heard was Pat's fans. It's okay, Bill Belichick and his system. We're still good to go. And what happened? <laughs> we saw what happened. What so, was that accent? Um, it, it, I, it, I don't know. It's just it, it, I'm imagining a bunch of just idiot Bostonians talking about how Bill Belichick is still fine and pack the car. Me, Kevin Milan, Fenway Pack, we're fine, and they're not. Oh man! All right, my yeah. Jets. We're still a train wreck and a disaster, but we're not out here celebrating. Uh, I guess we've never had a player to lose that is good. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know. Hey, yeah. good for Jonathan Vilma, jacked up by Vilma, or <laughs> Demario Davis doing well and uh, doing well with the Saints. We're real happy for it. Robbie Anderson, great year with the Panthers. 
Yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, you're real winners. Um, what did you think of the halftime show? Um, it was awful. I watched maybe five, ten minutes of it. I'll be honest, I was, again, it's hard. This is why I was also very angry at myself for the gambling, because it made the evening. I should have had a, a great time. I, I mean, I had an awesome food spread. was with my parents and my beautiful wife. A setup that I should have just been in heaven, enjoying enjoy my company and i sat there like a miserable prick all pissed <laughs> off because i'm losing every goddamn bet so when we get to halftime i didn't bet anything on halftime so i couldn't give two shits about it i'm going back and forth with my friends do we touch chief second half so to summarize i didn't really pay much attention i heard it was awful um but what do you got I, what did you think of it so unlike a lot of people i actually i enjoyed it I, 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 wow, uh, I like yeah. that take. So, uh, and here's why. And I'll, so I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the weekend. Like, that's not why I liked it. Like, I, I don't listen to him. Like, I've heard Blinding Lights a million times, but like, I don't, it's not like I'm sitting here turning on the weekend and listening to his music. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it likes, is a great song. Likes dancing. But um, the reason why I liked it, and I, and I know, uh, the weekend like purposely did this is that he like focused more on the viewer rather than the person in the stands, which, um, you know, did, did he like execute it greatly? Like it was, I like overly impressed by all of it. Not exactly, but, I, but I think the way the halftime show should work is that it is entertaining for the people at home, not for the people in the stadium. That's my, that's my like overall take on it because no matter where you're playing, and no matter what time it is, you know, COVID, you know, pre-COVID or post-COVID or during COVID, like the max people you have in the building is like, what, 70,000 people, right? It's not like, right. but you have a million, you know, a hundred million people watching on TV. So it should be catered towards the audience that's sitting on their couch, not the people in the stands. And what I think happens, what I've seen over and over, over and over again throughout the years is like, you don't really know what's going on on the field during the halftime. All it is is like, you know, there's tons of dancing, there's tons of lights, but it's like, it's hard to get that when you're watching it on TV. So I appreciated that, like, th that wasn't the point of the show. The point of the show wasn't for the 15,000 people in the stands. It was for the people watching on TV. Again, am I a weekend fan? No. Is it like, was it the most entertaining thing in the world? No. But I thought it was creative. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, I thought the blinding lights segment, which was on the field with all those like weird people with face masks was actually really entertaining and kind of a cool little yeah. uh, performance. Um, and I don't know. I just, I'm like sick of like, like last year people loved the JLo and Shakira um, performance. Well, it, was, it, it was empowering. Yeah, which is fine, like all about that, but I didn't find it overly entertaining. Like I thought like it was like two washed up singers on stage and like I love JLo, don't get me wrong. But like she's past, I mean, let's be honest, like her singing I mean, let's be easy with the washed up there, Frank, because those <laughs> yeah, kids okay. were moving pretty okay. quick. So I, okay. I, take that back. I can't I take get that out back. of bed. Your your back hurts when you uh, <laughs> when you when you're getting out of bed and you're gonna get on JLo and Shakira shaking their hips at forty eight miles per hour. Uh, I don't think so. Washed easy up. with the washed okay. up. Wash up was the wrong term. You are correct. I would say people who 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 um, their songs are are much older and like they're they're not coming out with a lot of new stuff anymore. Um, I feel like that's been the trend, and it's just like I don't I don't 
I don't enjoy someone not singing, li- literally not singing on a stage. Like they're just, they're just dancing. And I, that's entertaining for a lot of people. Not so much for me. I kind of sound like the old man in the room. I feel like um, where I'm like, I, I'd rather like see a performance where someone actually is like singing and, and, and talented at that. And I know that those people are, but it just, when, when they don't even try to do it, they don't even try to lip sync, you know, like last year, that's what happened. Like JLo and Shakira are not even trying to sing. They're just dancing. And uh, there's a lot of people who can dance in the world. Uh, so I, I, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed but it. Can I they dance it was, like them? No, they cannot. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, maybe it's a horrible take, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, what should be moving forward for the, for that, for the show, for the halftime show. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's I don't crazy. Know. Did you see, yeah, did you see he spent $7 million of his own money yeah, to yeah. put on that show? Because also it's insane to think about that. So the NFL doesn't pay anybody to do these halftime yeah, performances. Yeah. It's all they get the publicity, so they do it all, which is absurd. Um, but yeah, he, he spent $7 million of his own money. And did, have you seen the ratings that came out? You know, how many views it had? I did not. So it was the least watched Super Bowl since 2007. What was at the around rating? 96 million. Uh, um, I think it was 96 million around there. But I don't know, because this has been crazy to me um, on this trend of viewerships. Because all sports all are year, down. Yeah. It's all you heard, but I just feel like the Nielsen ratings are outdated. And I don't know if they factor in streaming or they factor in everything else on how you can consume a sporting event these days because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't feel like less people are watching. They're not becoming less popular. It's not like it's generating less buzz online or, you know, in the community. I don't know. That's why I'm shocked to see every sporting event has recorded record lows on their views so i don't know i thought that was interesting i'm assuming maybe i could see how the second half did not have a lot of viewers because that game never got interesting yeah. or close or exciting um but i was surprised to see the ratings that low with how hyped of a game it was that is surprising um the little background that i have on on ratings is that um i don't i don't know exactly how nielsen does it but they do usually factor in streams or there's like a second number that comes out that that shows that so like you'll have like your regular tv rating and then a rating that has like all the viewership through streaming um so i don't know like what that means in terms of that 96 million or like last year i think it was 100 million so yeah um but you know i i know what you're saying but i wouldn't be surprised if people if there were less people watching um and i and i say that because i think the Honestly, I think the younger generation, <clears throat> like the generation after us, doesn't really care. Like, I, I think it's just like, really? a, yeah, I think it's a less um, a generation mm. that just doesn't care as much about these sort of things. Um, I think they maybe watch it to to just be in the know, but I think they're OK with like figuring out everything that happened via you know, TikTok and Instagram and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, That's, that... It's funny you said that because I was going to say, maybe you are right in the sense they have so many more ways of keeping themselves entertained. Like, not like we didn't as kids, but like it really was it's like different. a big event, yeah. the Super Bowl, the party. Yeah. When now, yeah, kids these days, it's just, you know, let's just TikTok and, and record videos that way or who knows. But that doesn't, not like the one thing, in, you know, right. sporting event, but. But also that doesn't mean like their family doesn't have it on in the, in the house though, you know? So like, because like, Ratings work based on like, you know, TVs watched, right? So it's like. But, and that's also why I was shocked by this number being low because I was expecting it to be skyrocketed from that simply that everybody was watching it at home 
And so you didn't have these big parties where you yeah. had 15 people True. at one TV. So I was expecting to see a record high because I was like, okay, you have everybody now watching it from their own house. Right. No parties, of, yeah. not a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. people together. And the fact that still was a record low, uh, I don't know. I was shocked by it. Um, I'm curious. But yeah, you're seeing it though. Continues. Yeah. Like a, I know that NBA in the bubble was terrible in terms of ratings. NHL too. And I thought it was awesome. And they were like, dude, they got, apparently got crushed on those ratings. Yeah. The golf with the masters was the lowest watch masters ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could be seasonal. Like the masters thing could be seasonal, but yeah, no, it's a trend. It's clearly a trend. So it's hard to say it's not um, a part of it. Yeah. I didn't see that number until you just said it. So that, that is surprising. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I have zero. Yeah. It's going to have zero impact on any TV negotiations. No, no, I forgot when the NFL's bid is up. Everybody's already saying Amazon's just going to bid for like, like, I don't even know, like a hundred billion. Yeah, <laughs> just take yeah, the just NFL. Um, it's going to be curious where that goes because, you know, TV or sports is really the only, you know, real. Um, I'm trying to blank on the freaking word right now. Uh, like live entertainment, like live TV that's yeah. worth even watching. Yeah, because everything else you just stream or record. Well, if you, you see, yeah. so if you see like the top twenty, um, the top twenty like ratings every year, whatever. I think that came out that came out with that recently in January, like. I think like 16 of them are sports and, and the majority of them are football. So yeah, it's not like, I think I forget exactly. I think it was like game six of the world series was up there, but I think the majority of the top 20, you know, I'd say like 50% of them are football games. And so it's just like, it's a wild, you know, and I, then I think like, this is us is on there, (laughs) you know, it's like, or like the the presidential debates and stuff. Right. That's the other stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. God, that was some entertaining TV and soon be uh, you know, the, you won't pod. So that'll be exciting. (laughs) Um, But baseball, Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, do you have anything else you want to say in terms of uh, Super Bowl? Super Um, Bowl. No, I, you know, it was a, it was a quiet, quiet night for me. Um, I know you're at your parents, so it was uh, made some good food. I sent you a picture of the I nachos say, I made. I was gonna say I saw you had some nachos. I made Nicely some nachos. Done. I made a nice plate of nachos. I made some taquitos. Um, Ooh, big fan so, of those. Yeah, they were good. Uh, but it was just me and Allison, so it's not you know. I wanted to make more food, but it's like what if you know what am I doing here? I'm I was I was yep. stuffed after the nachos, you know. So it's like, um, yep. but it looks like you had a good spread. Liz sent me some some oh. photos. Um, you sent me some photos, so I looked. We got good. a lot of leftovers. That's it good. was, uh, yeah, we went to town. It was very nice. Started with, you know, of course, uh, the Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the shrimp cocktails. A little disappointed in Mama mm-hmm. Dukes, but that's all right. It's all right. We still survived. <laughs> Here's the question. Did you contribute? Um, we had a great cheese this. board and meat. What? Did you contribute anything besides eating? Um... I opened beers. I, I, I made sure I, I, everybody had a beer and made sure those were opened. But in terms of. So you contributed um, nothing. Let's, let's be. Yeah, let's no, be nothing. Honest. It was nothing. Yeah, I contributed absolutely nothing. Um, sat on the recliner, sat at the bar, had some cheese boards, ate, ate some food, and uh, watched the game and sat there, like I said before, a miserable prick because I was getting crushed <laughs> on all my bets. But uh, no, I contributed nothing uh, of value. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, baseball. What were, what were you gonna? You were gonna say something, and I and I cut you off. Well, more just when it's when the Super Bowl ends. That's when I start getting pumped. One, obviously, yeah. usually it means hockey's in in full swing. So still have that, which is great. But 
I love baseball. And now it's time to switch the attention. Pitchers and catchers reporting soon. Um, getting pumped for baseball. Trevor Bauer's a bitch. Uh, I'm sure you saw the news about him signing with the Dodgers. I, I hate Trevor Bauer. I'm so happy he's not a Met. I had so many battles with friends about me just being biased around that. Um, no. Trevor Bauer, to go through this free agency, treating himself like LeBron fucking James, coming off a Cy Young when you pitched 11 starts only in the Central, when five of your starts are against the Tigers and Royals, and you're trying to command $45 million a year on the days you pitch, the analytics room that you need access to 24-7, this guy is so full of himself and constantly making everything about him. Get the fuck out of here. The fact that he leaked... Mets memorabilia and merchandise before he was going to make his decision and announcement. Bauer, fucking scum. He blows. I am so happy he is not on the orange and blue. Stay out there out west. Go home because you need to play for a state where marijuana is legalized because you have to be high as a kite to think that dumb fuck is worth $45 million a year. So happy he's out there. I am a little... Not worried, but I think the Mets offseason is potentially looking like it might come up a little short on expectations wow. coming into this. Um, you know, Sandy's comments of we're shopping in the gourmet aisle. Um, don't get me wrong. We brought in Francisco Lindor, who's by far, by far the best player that was potentially even available out there. But the Springer lack of signing, I think, could potentially hurt. Yeah. Because we were hyped up. We have a window and we don't have a center fielder. Okay, Springer would have taken this lineup, defense, and just overall makeup of the team and truly made us a top three team in baseball, I felt. Like, if we had Springer in center, Conforto in right, Nimmo and Smith in left, J.D. a third, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, McCann, a loaded staff led by two-time Cy Young winner on actual seasons, Jacob deGrom, um, you know, I, I think we would have been set up for a lot of success. So it's disappointing in that sense because now we're looking at Jackie Bradley Jr., Kevin Pillar, yeah. uh, uh, Jonathan VR. So, you know, we're, we're back at the dollar store trying to figure out the rest of the roster, and it's, it's okay. We got our big price piece in, uh, in Lindor, but I can't wait. Get me to pitchers and catchers. Let me uh, get into that baseball mindset. Let's start getting into the springtime. So I'm getting pumped. Yankees, I think are going to be amazing. Uh, I think they're clear favorites in the AL East. Um, yeah, let me let me say something about AL Bauer, in general, real quick. Um, just to just to build off what you're saying, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily have the same opinion in terms of him. Um, I mean, what he did was like was like you said, scummy. I mean, he's 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 clearly an obnoxious, like arrogant guy who needs a ton of attention. And does he deserve that amount of money? No. However, he, you know, and I hate to be this guy, like the timing of it just was right for him. And I think he is really good. I mean, when I, when I saw the reports that he was going to sign with the Mets, that, that gave me some, a little bit of trepidation in terms of like, holy shit, the Mets are going to be really fucking good. Um, but, and, and I, and I know, I, and I know you're probably going to come back with like, he's not as good as advertised. Um but he's still pretty freaking good, Mike. I Is mean, he? He's yes. 30 years old. He's got a career four ERA. He's had one 
Strikes good out season. a lot. Of, he's oh, he's had he's had a few good seasons. No, oh. yeah, two maybe tops. You want to give him in the last two years? Okay. Yes, the last two. I, years, I'll yes. give you two years ago. Last year, okay, it blows my mind. No, he I had eleven starts, all in the Central. I no, he's I two agree. games against the White Sox and the Cubs, both losses. I agree. I agree with that sentiment that it's hard to put anything on last year and. Um, however, again, timing wise, it worked out for him very well. Um, but it, it would improve the Mets. I wouldn't have gave him $43 million. So I don't, I don't, I don't to be the highest paid player. Yes, he's not Garrett. Baseball? He's not Garrett Cole. Like Get he's the not fuck out of here. I agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay him that, but again, timing is huge. And he, he hit the market at the right time. I'm surprised that he got that number. Um, but it's kind of an arbit like that number is kind of, I don't know, kind of arbitrary because he can opt out right after one year. So, yeah. and he's not making, he's not making 43 over overall. What is it? Three-year deal, right? No, it's a three-year deal. He's making $40 million the first year, $45 million the second year. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's insane. So he's not opting out before the second year. Well, he might, if he has a great year, if he has a great year, Mike, and goes, you know, 18 and five with a two, five year array. And well, that would, that would, know, that would crush it. But that would Nobody Mike is back. He's out of <laughs> retirement because if I have the chance to hammer those unders, it's hammer time. Dude, he, with that team, he might have a great year, man. Uh, just be careful. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I agree with you in the, in the, in the sentiment that like, he is scum of the earth. He's obnoxious. He's arrogant. He did all these things wrong. Um, but I think if the, he signed with the Mets, we'd be having a different conversation. That's for sure. Yeah, of course we are. Of course. <laughs> if we sign with the Mets, we have five Cy Young Award winners in the rotation. <laughs> all right. We have the best rotation that the history of baseball has ever seen in their lives. Yeah. He's only getting better. He's, he's trending in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. So exactly. why are we going to look back when he was having a shitty pitching coach and Mickey Calloway in the past? He's figured it out. He's ready to go. He signed with the Dodgers. Overrated bum. Yo, that that staff, by the way, the Dodgers staff is pretty overrated. remarkable. Oh my god, everything's overrated. Okay, Walker, Walker Bueller, great year last year. He never pitched over three innings. Bum. Clayton Kershaw. Bum. All right, not bad. All right, I'm Walker bitter Bueller's to have him in bum. fantasy. I had Walker in fantasy last year, and he killed me. What a bust of a second round pick. Ugh, but no, Walker Bueller is amazing. Their rotation is going to be filthy. Clayton Kershaw is still getting it done. David Price is a bum, though. Yeah, that I hate guy, Price, He's but... got nothing left in him. Um, Julio Urias. All right, pretty good. We'll see what he's got. Yeah. Um, who else are we missing there, though? Uh, missing, Dylan uh, May. May, right? The, the kid. Dustin May. Yeah. Dustin, um, May. Dustin May, yeah. No, we're missing somebody big, dude. Um, Jesus, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Trevor Bauer now. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Bauer. Yeah, yeah, loser. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I it's uh, <clears throat> I, I'm, I, I actually reported that news to another Mets fan, um, that he signed with the Mets because I saw whatever Bob Nightingale's report, what or whatever. Yeah, what an idiot. Shit. And um, and then I had to go back and report that that it wasn't true, and uh, I got some I got some hate on that. But uh, I, I, you know, I was shocked as anybody that that he wasn't signing. Well, even even like Craig Carton said it. I mean, Carton, our boys. Because said it. did you see what happened? He leaked on his you know vlog and on his merchandise store. It was all Mets gear. 
It was Bauer to New York, and it was him holding a microphone on a T-shirt, um, like taking a selfie. And then it was a signed Trevor Bauer Mets hat that fans were allowed to sign up to receive. So he leaks all of this after the report that he had to deal with the Mets. So it was like, okay, it's done. And then his agent, who also, fuck her. I can't stand this whole, we're pumping her up because she's a woman in this industry. Okay, understand, that's great. She's maybe paving the way for that. Let her be good at her job and not a dirtbag about it, okay? I hate that she's just getting publicity because she's a woman in this role. She sucks. She's got one client for a reason, all right? Scummy way of handling it, and I hope the Nets never deal with her. And the good part is they don't have to worry about it because she's got one client. And she she got her client She didn't get that client. No. She sucks. Um, I, I, I hate her. I, I she's so annoying. The two of them are the most obnoxious, annoying people on Twitter. It, it was the greatest unfollow I could have clicked the second I saw the news he was with the Dodgers. But you know what? Throw me on the Slam Diego hype train. I hope they just. I hope the Padres dominate that division. And I'm so sick of the Dodgers. I hate them. L.A. in general, man. Are you kidding me with the stars they have out in L.A.? Between now Stafford going out there on football, LeBron, Paul George, Leonard, the hockey teams in general too. And now you add all the stars, Mookie Betts, Bellinger. It's just ridiculous. So sick of that. It is. It is. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm sorry. I apologize, Mikey. We don't agree on this. Um, And it's, you know, usually we do agree on stuff. So um, it was bound to happen. Um, what else you got for me? I know you watched, uh, I didn't get to watch the Rangers Isles last night, but, um, you were telling me it was a good game. Uh, I, yeah, it was I just, a really I, good game. I just didn't get a chance to, to tune in. Um, yeah, Isles Islanders, yeah, they pulled it out two nothing. It was an awesome game though. Um, physical high pace. I mean, this thing, the puck, I think it went three different times over seven minutes plus of no whistles. Like it was just up and down the ice scoring chance, scoring chance, both goalies played unbelievable. Igor versus Varley was awesome to watch. Um, it was just a hell of a game. Islanders, I'm not going to say got lucky. They worked very hard there in the third period. Some great forecheck, got it to the front of the net. Casey put it home, and then Martin put home the second. So what we talked about, what did I want to see out of this Islanders team to turn it around? Back to our identity, that fourth line, sending a message, <laughs> setting the tone, ripping some heads off. And that's what we got back to. So I think it just needed a little rivalry pumped into the, the blood veins there, get the juices flowing. Um, fourth line looked great. And uh, yeah, they were the only team, they were the only line that put up goals for us. But that's all you need, as Barry Chot says. Yeah. As long as we have one more than the other team, that's a win. And we that's move right on. Is. So it was, uh, it was more just, it was an awesome hockey game. Physical, high, again, like I said before, high pace, scoring chances. So, um, Again, they still got five more matchups the rest of the year, which is going to be awesome. So hockey's – I think hockey's been great. They've had a few setbacks with some teams and some COVID, but um, I think they're doing a really good job of moving through it and, uh, you know, still producing a great product on the ice. So can't wait for the next game. Um, It's nice. Islanders now in the last playoff spot in that East after a little two wins in a row. Oh, really? So, wow. Yep. You're going like to see that. these. Well, cause Buffalo hasn't played and the devils haven't played. Wow. Yeah, they're just so, accumulating points when other teams aren't playing, but yeah, no, I was actually, I was actually going to bring this up. It's looking at the division. Like um, it's the top four teams that, that go to the playoffs. Right. So yeah, I feel like there's going to be so much just like back and forth throughout the year from like 
for all those teams. And like, you're going to see at some point, probably every team in that division, like be in the playoff hunt or be in that fourth spot or that third spot. And I, and it's just, I mean, it's because of the divisions, the way they're set up and because you're only playing the teams in that division, it's going to, it's going to, I think in a really good way, bring some really competitive hockey at the end of the year. Um, Just because I think now, listen, there's, there's some better teams in division others, but because it's all rivals, like you're just going to see some back and forth and not see the same sort of, um, at least this is, this is my hope. And I, and, and I would say my opinion too, like, that you're going to see some things that maybe wouldn't happen in previous years. You're going to see some tighter matchups, some teams not necessarily pull away, or at least those, those three and four spots are going to be open up for grabs at least maybe, maybe in oh, years. until the last day of the year. Yeah. Exactly. Or the last game of the season. I mean, it is crazy. You got the Leafs who look fucking unreal right now. They're like 10, two and one, the Bruins once again. Yeah. Um, so you have some teams towards the top there, but you're, you're spot on. It, it's going to be, you know, those standings are going to be fluctuating all year and it's going to be a battle. It's going to yeah. be so fun to watch as we get towards the end, kicking off baseball season, playoff hockey, I guess playoff basketball, but who cares about that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we can talk about the Derrick Rose trade to the Knicks. If but we we're want. not, but we're not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I really don't even want to don't understand the move. Uh, maybe to mentor quickly, who knows, but yeah. um you know, whatever with the Knicks, they'll, they'll figure shit out. Maybe eventually who knows, uh, but hockey's gonna hockey and baseball are carrying me. Get ready back to the golf game, and I think what's also why I was in such a bad mood about losing all my bets on the Super Bowl. That's gonna put a stop to, uh, or it's gonna slow down my my cards purchases. So I usually take my, ah. my gambling winnings, and that allows me to purchase some memorabilia or some new cards. So I got a sweet like Michael Jordan, um, you know, graded ten card. From yeah. UNC in 1989. So it's my birth year. I loved it. I bought that. Just bought a Pete Alonzo graded rookie card. So, you know, it sucks. I got I to gotta slow down on those now because the Chiefs bent me over, which is never fun. So yeah. I think that part sucks. You played um, – um, that, That's definitely – I was going to say, you played some golf this weekend, right? Oh, baby. I, so, not only did I play, I executed. I, yeah, well, that's, that's what I hear. Um Mike, I have to, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very jealous of you because, not because of your, your, your gambling or where phenomenal looks, <laughs> oh. yeah, phenomenal looks, or where you live. Like that's not the reason. Um, oh, I guess, I guess location is part of it. Um, but the fact that you can wake up and play Pinehurst basically any day you want is like that's not real life. Like that's not something like people dream, including myself dream about going to Pinehurst for like, you know, a boy's trip weekend or something. You wake up on a Saturday, you play number four. And on Sunday you wake up and play number two. Like that's not a, you know, that's not a normal thing. Like I'm out here just trying to get in some hacks. I go to the, you know, I go to my virtual, you know, my indoor league, I'm I'm down in the basement trying to get into the slot. You know, I'm doing all these things while you're out there. (laughs) Why out there? It's 50 degrees out and you're, and you're freaking playing number two, like the most gorgeous, um, most breathtaking course in the country, you know? Well, Frank, the Moors abandoned me. I know. There I know. was we an talk, open house talk. on the market right <laughs> next door. We could carpool down, listen to a little you won't, have a blast, <laughs> load up on some Trulies or some Vizies, get down there and have a day. So 
Um, you tell me. There's no need yeah, to be jealous. Yeah. We can make it happen. Well, you know, we can make it happen. We were we talked we, the school districts maybe need a little improvement. That's, <laughs> we'll yeah. work on that. But but when we both won. The cost, the the cost um, benefit to all of this, um, is definitely something to consider. Uh, me living in Connecticut, you know, as I think you know, and as most listeners know, not exactly the cheapest place to live in the world. Um, actually, it's it's maybe the most expensive place in the world to live. Um, it is. And uh, and where you live is a very be- Raleigh is beautiful and it's uh, it's a nice city, but the the cost of living is a little less. I would say, uh, yes. And uh, we were we were having a conversation about that the other day. Listen, it's something I I'll consider. I have I have um, I have uh, inquired with the with the wife about it. We have we have had conversations. I wouldn't say those conversations are serious at the moment, but I told you, man. Yeah. I told you. You get me a job down there, and who knows? So this is on you, really. I'm going to put this back oh. into your plate, and uh, I'll take it. <laughs> And then we go I'll, from I'll there. I'll dust off the recruiting skills. Yes. Bring back, uh, you know, come out of retirement on the recruiting. I'll get you <laughs> placed, no problem. And we're going to collect a 30% fee when I'm placing somebody as talented as you. Yes. All right. Yeah. So no problem. I think what I'm most excited about, become next door neighbors, set up the can and the string, start recording our podcast that way. Go oh, nice. Yeah. We could, or we could just Zoom. set up a, or we could just do it, you know right next to each other in, in our basement or something. You're already shooting down my idea. Of the well, I feel it's like, fine. I feel no, like whatever. You're going to be sh- that neighbor. It's fine. It's fine. We'll do things your way. <laughs> I feel like we want a, you know, a, a podcast that's produced well. The sound is good. I don't know if the string and the can is going to be um, the way forward, Mikey, but what do I know? I don't know. Get, get me down there and we'll make some decisions when I get down there. But uh, it's an right. intriguing offer. I like that. It's an intriguing I like offer. that. Um, but no, seriously, I'm going to have to make a trip down to play Pioneers with you um, soon, maybe this summer. Maybe that's that's the – I don't know. Is it too hot down there in the summer to play golf? I feel like it is. No, it's interesting because it, it's not. It's one – well, don't get me wrong. So I'll, I'll take a step It's back. hot. It's hot. Because Raleigh sure. or, or North Carolina in general, we have some interesting seasons. We do get all four seasons. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, you know, your springtime is February to early – may really more april then the summer starts kind of you know from may to september is the summer okay so july and august it gets hot you're you're in the 90s it's humid so if you're playing golf which we did several times those times you want to tee off at 7 30 you're teeing off at eight o'clock it's the early tee times you know you're good to go um you're not playing 36 that day that's for sure it's 18 to the pool with a cocktail and relax. Okay. Uh, but springtime, man, like right now, this is where it's the best because it, it's, you know, maybe 45 in the morning gets up to 55, 60 with the sun out. So it's easy to just get 36 holes, have a blast doing it. So it was nice. Played a little number four, whoop some friends asses, put up a little 80. So I was pumped. So I was one of my best rounds I've ever had at four. You know, it was crucial the putter was on, which I've never said before. That's big. I mean, you, when you're hitting the 18 footers, when you're hitting a 25 footer for a birdie, you're having a day. So (laughs) we were getting the birds putting home. So it was awesome. And then played again with the parents and Liz on Sunday. Liz had her best round ever put up a 92. Nice. Smoking. 
the ball off the tee box. Wow. Irons best I've ever seen. We'll work on the putting a little bit. That comes with feeling, just getting more comfortable with it. Um, but it was awesome. Yeah, she put up a 92, and uh, I can't wait. I'm getting back out there next weekend, I think. Oh, no, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're heading out to the beach, but uh, maybe nice. hopefully play a course out there. I'll have to get down there and play with you, Mikey. Um, yeah, maybe this summer. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, Mike. Um, uh, again, great show. Had a, had a good time. We'll be back um, on Friday with um, a little Valentine's Day teaser, some, um, some other things we'll get into, maybe a, a TVDG, if, if, if you want, Mikey. And um, maybe a little, yeah, okay, Google. Exactly, exactly. We'll get into it. Um, but, Mike, have a great day. Uh, it was good to see you once again. And, and uh, yeah, keep working on that golf game. Uh, always will do. It's crazy. I actually have a lot of work to do, so I'm not going to be tuning into much TV or movies. Um, I was telling you the morning flew by because it was actually just working the whole time. So this was a phenomenal lunch break. Like always, it's great seeing you love the Duke half zip. Yeah. Um, did you watch the Duke UNC game by the way? Sorry. I, we'll let the listeners go, but I didn't, I did not get to it. No, uh, it was a good game. Just interesting. that both teams aren't ranked. For the first yeah. They're not very good. Yeah. But, conversation for another time enjoy your afternoon have a blast i'll see you the rest uh, later in the week later mikey thanks again for listening to the you won't podcast please go subscribe on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast go follow us on instagram at you won't pod we'll talk to you soon